Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. All right, Cliff Beach, welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. So happy to have you on today, sir. I think it's going to be a very enlightening and entertaining conversation today. I agree. Thank you, Matt, for having me. Yes, you're uh, an author, you're a uh, musician, um, you've won awards in, in you know, different areas of your life. I think you've got an MBA, is that right? I do. Yeah, and a BA and, and a BA. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. So, and one's in business, is one in the MBA, obviously. Yeah, sorry, there we go. And then the, uh, the BA is in, in uh, some type of musical degree is the secondary one, or is what's the... Uh, yeah, it's in music business management, that is oh, in conservatory uh, voice at Berkeley College of Music. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. You're a renaissance. Is that what we call you? A renaissance, man. You can, you can sing, you can write, you, you're very uh, creative. Uh, your book is called, and, and what we're going to be talking about a lot today in, in this podcast is Side Hustle and Flow, 10 Principles to Live and Lead a More Productive Life in Less Time. And then some, some of the cliff notes of that also are basically being able to work a full-time gig while you're kind of getting your side hustle kind of up and up and going, right? Versus just mm -hmm. throwing caution to the wind and quitting everything, and <laughs> right. And so, where where would you like to step into this? Because uh, there's a lot a lot of good stuff here. So, kind of, what was the impetus or the the thought catalyst behind writing the book? What what made you want to write a book? I mean, many paths that you can go down there. It was a pandemic project, so mm -hmm. I had always wanted to write a book. Since 2014, I actually started the idea of writing a book. The first draft of that book was called The Art of Awesome, where I wanted to go and interview people who were cool. There were a lot of books like that at the time. But after about doing three or four interviews, which did make it into Side Hustle Flow, at the end, I felt like an imposter. I felt like, wow, I, I don't know enough to feel like I can make a book, a full book, maybe a pamphlet, you know, but <laughs> a book. And so uh, lots of great books, like I think How to, uh, to Win Friends and Influence People with yep. a Pamphlet first. So uh, fast forward to 2020, musician, no gig because of, of, <laughs> of you know, the pandemic. I was like everyone else scrambling for things to do just to stay sane. And they happened to have a lot of free online courses at that time for anyone to learn whatever. And so I ended up taking a course by Grab Media, which helps people create uh, books, essentially. And then I took a course with Brian Tracy, who wrote a bunch of nonfiction mm -hmm. books. And uh, he enjoys my book on the front cover. And so, oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So it was interesting because a lot of people want to write a book, but mm -hmm. a lot of people won't. You know, like, let's say 80% of people think at one point, like, I should write a book. But like, the level of work that it takes mm -hmm. is it, probably one of the hardest things I've done compared to music. Music can take a long time, but a book is like a very solitary, lots of editing. I think the editing is what becomes daunting, not the, mm -hmm. not the initial writing, but just like, mm -hmm. You got to go back over it so much that you're tired of hearing your own thoughts and you're just like, shut <laughs> up, shut up. Um, <laughs> right. So anyway, the book was originally called From Fool to Fulfill. Because some people have full lives and some people have mm -hmm. fulfilling lives and they're not the same. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed as I had been working full time and doing music full time that I had stumbled upon this formula. Like, you can do both. Because ultimately in life, I think the downside is a lot of people have this all or nothing mentality. Mm -hmm. Either you're a musician full time 
or you're, you're not, you know? And, and so that leaves no space for like 99% of people. Cause you know, only the top 1% are the ones that make money and can do it full time. So you can do as little or as much as you want. The point is like, if that fulfills your purpose and your dreams and your passion, and you can do it even 30 minutes a day, you better do 30 minutes a day than no minutes a day. And don't create a, a zero sum where it's like, well, if I can't do it, you know, eight hours a day, then it doesn't count. That, that won't serve anybody. And, and we wouldn't get great songs and books and things out there if people lived that way. Because somebody, you know, people are doing Uber and Lyft and other stuff. Like the gig economy allows people to have more flexibility and, and autonomy. And I think the main thing from the book is that even though I come from a very creative and artist mindset, it doesn't mean that the principles won't help you if you're not creative or you're not working in the arts. It's for anybody, whether you want to make money or not. It's about mm-hmm. being able to understand the relationship with time that you can plan and make goals and, and attack. Because people, whenever they talk about time management, like in the business world or in the self-help world, people think that you can manage time, but you can't. Time is a constant. It's always 24 hours a day. You have to learn to manage yourself. That's mm-hmm. what the book is about. It's like, how <laughs> right. do I herd the cats so that I can carve out 30 minutes a day? It's not that I'm creating 30 minutes that didn't exist. I'm just having a mindfulness and awareness that I need to put a plan into place to make the space. Right. The time is a constant. Yeah, yeah, yes. And so 10 principles, you want to throw some out there? I mean, we don't have to necessarily cover all 10, but what were some of the principles that you think are the most impactful for people tuning in that haven't read your work yet, obviously? Sure. Um, But kind of what are some of these principles of how to uh, become more productive and the amount of time that we have, right? We all have 24 hours a day. So how do we tackle that? Sure. I mean, just to surmise a few points, I think the book starts with the first point is mindset. If you don't adopt a growth mindset that you can be more, do more, have more, then there's no point to even read the rest of the book because <laughs> the mind, the mind thinks and then the body and everything else acts from that. It doesn't mm-hmm. work the other way around. So it's like, if you have like this negative loop saying that you can't do it, then you're right. You can't. If you believe you can't, then you can't. If you believe you can, then you can't. And there's so many great, you know, historical references of people believing that they can. Like when we said we want to get a man on the moon, we had no technology for that. That happened. Or maybe it didn't because we were thinking, <laughs> But it's one of your conspiracy theorists or not. But yes, yeah. the, 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 the common <laughs> thing is, yes, we did land on the moon. Exactly. Unless, unless you're and, paranoid, then we didn't. <laughs> right. And, and the Wright brothers, it was like they had no funding and mm. their two brothers. And their dad was a pastor, and he said, uh, absolutely not. Flying is for the birds. It's impossible. And then he was actually hot when they got you know, the plane off the ground. So, again, having that can-do attitude, it really does make a difference. But at the same time, there's this misnomer where you talk about positive thinking. And people think you can do anything. That's not true. I tell people all the time, like, if I see you in a car accident and you're bleeding outside the room, and now I'm like, I, I'm positive I can, I can be a doctor. I've never taken a medical class. I don't have any training for that. I, that. That positive thinking is not going to help. I'm positive. Right. Like, I'm the wrong person. I can call someone to come help. <laughs> so that's the difference is that it needs to be something that you can do. And figuring that out, I think, has to do with understanding your shape. You know, just like people have to learn how to dress for their body type, you have to figure out what fits for your personality, your learning style, and like what you can contribute to the world. And the Japanese have this philosophy called Ikigai, or basically you ask yourself these four questions of what am I good at? You know, what do I love to do? What does society need from me, et cetera? And that takes you down a path 
So mindset is really around understanding you can have passion and purpose in your life. Some people, it's natural. You're a you know, musician. You were always playing music. You gravitated to it. You know early on. Some people at 40, we have no idea what we want to do. But you have to start asking the questions. You have to be quiet and have reflection time. A lot of people just aren't asking the questions. So that's one thing. And then when you get to the middle of the book, we talk about goals are golden. Because ultimately, as a musician, people are dreamers. And dreamers are great. But a dream is nothing until you have a goal. Because then otherwise, if I want to make an album, I have to make a goal and I have to then put action steps in place to go record and get a band and produce and then eventually put it out on Spotify or whatever. That's a process. It's like me just having that dream that I want to do it isn't enough. And I think inside, it's more of shifting that focus from it's a nice to have. It has to be a have to have. You have to say, I must. I must get this book done because otherwise you won't get it done. Then there's the principle in there where we talk about starting because you got to start. Like so many people have an idea, but they never start or they're like waiting for the perfect situation or whatever. And that time doesn't come. And then they don't start. And then starting is half done. But ultimately, the plan makes you finish because you got to stick a fork in it sometime. You got to get that MVP out to the world or otherwise you have what I call hard drive records where you have this great music that nobody's ever going to hear. Because it right. only lives on your computer. You got to eventually say, you know what? I got to get it out there. And then obviously we tackle, I think one of the biggest things is the fear monster. People are so afraid of showing you who they really are and being rejected that people don't do anything. People also don't realize that almost, you know, 98% of the things that you fear and worry and have anxiety about only happen in your mind because your mind can't distinguish reality and fiction. That's why when you're watching a scary movie, you have all these body responses like someone is chasing you, you know, Jason or whoever in your dreams, you know it's not happening, but your mind doesn't have a choice to decide if it's happening or not. It just panics no matter what. Uh, Susan Jeffers had a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I am afraid all the time, but I don't let the fear hold me back. I just say, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. Because putting it out there, you have a chance of something happening. But doing nothing, you have no chance. Right. Yeah, Totally. I'm an entrepreneur, but I was bo a born entrepreneur. I don't even know why. It was not in my family, right? Everybody had a job. I mean, so it was just something that that's how I came into this life. And people are always astounded that I've, you know, all the stuff I've started and all this stuff. I mean, I've been in a lot of different businesses, some successful, some not. But ultimately, it came down to just having what you talked about, which is just having this. I always think it's like I'm too ignorant to really understand what I'm actually getting into when I get into it. Because if I actually understood everything, I probably wouldn't have done it because it was more complex, right, than what I thought in the beginning. But I had this dream and I had this vision of maybe improving something or making something better, even if it was just a little bit better. And then, you know, I think oftentimes people who, who have never done a business or done a side hustle or, or done a major project get caught up in all of the details versus what's the very next smallest step I can take at this moment to get some progress, right? Because oftentimes it's a laundry list of like, oh, I got to do this. You know, I got to contact this. And it's just on and on and on and on and on. And then it's like, it's paralysis by analysis. They just analyze the thing to death versus just saying, you know what? Until I call this person and ask these questions, I really don't know what step two is. And so, you know, for me, I think a lot of the success in any endeavor is one, just getting to a place of humility and it, what I call ignorance, which is just lack of knowledge. It's like, I don't actually know what this thing is. So who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to reach out to? And for me, it's usually the who's. I always look for, you know, the who, not how. That was, you know, a book 
Dan Sullivan and, and Dr. Benjamin Hardy have out now. And I read it, gosh, a year ago. And I was like, it, it was so simple. It's a simple, simple book. But when you read it, it was just like, yeah, that's right. That, that's exactly how I've run most of my life. And when you look at success in your life, that's usually exactly how it works is when you want to know something, you, you, you either read books, you watch YouTube videos, or, or you go talk to somebody. I mean, you know, since I'm a little bit older now, it's like we didn't have YouTube videos and books were just at the library. So, right, there weren't books on every, little, every single subject. So you just found somebody that was doing something and you, you go talk to them, right? And I remember getting into, like, I got into real estate, was a realtor for a while. And I remember just like literally calling other realtors in the market that I was in and just asking them if I could buy them lunch. And, and I don't think anybody turned me down. I think I met with like five or 10 of what would be considered competitors, but it was just like, which most people would be like, why they're not going to talk. I'm like, why would they not talk to me? If they're six, most successful people I have ever met in my life. And I met some super uber successful people. They always will talk to you. I've never known anybody that I was like, if you're truly sincere, if I was truly sincere about, I really want to know this or that about that industry. And I call the person, people that are successful, I have found by far and away want to share because they understand how hard it is to do the thing and they want to be able to help. At least that's been my experience. What's, but I'm not in the music business. I'm not in the, the book business. So kind of what's been your experience of that? Yeah, no, I talk about it in the book. I talk about starting businesses and working with the SBA and score.org. But yeah, I think even historically, you know, when you look at apprenticeships, how people would go and become a blacksmith and it's like, yep. you go learn from this person and they made that and took over their business. That was quite common. And so I think technology has helped us in a lot of ways, but it's hurt us in a lot of ways with social skills and being able to talk to people and just, you know, be normal. I think people are like, you know, trapped behind the, the digital separation, which doesn't allow them to to go seek out mentors as much or to do these informational interviews and things that you can do. But you're right. I mean, ultimately, if you're asking people just for information, they may not have a lot of time, but there's a lot of people who will say yes. Not everybody, but a lot. If you can get onto their calendar, they may be far out in advance. But I think, again, it comes down to fear. I think people are afraid of putting themselves out there and getting a rejection. You know, when I was working on finding a publisher for the book, I think we sent out about 350, 400 queries to eventually land on the one. Now, I had somebody set that up for me because I don't mm -hmm. have all the time in the world. But eventually, you know, I had to manage it after that. And it's a numbers game. I mean, every book that was successful looked at Harry Potter. She went to multiple publishers that all said no. Dr. Seuss taught them, we're up to read. And 30 publishers said no. I don't think it happened. Someone passed on the Beatles. Now they're still <laughs> making records after the grave. You know? So it's like... It happens. No one's going to say no. So I think you really do have to have a thick skin and the stomach. And that's why not everyone's going to start a business being an entrepreneur. It's not for everybody. But that's why I tell people, you know, we talk about entrepreneurship, but now I'm talking about entrepreneurship. How can you have an entrepreneurial spirit while working for someone else? Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's a valuable, sticky employee. Mm -hmm. That's the person who becomes the linchpin. People don't need people. AI is going to replace people who are doing road renewable ministry right. So, you know, you got to be a step above that. And people who are investing in themselves, people who are taking the time to listen to these kind of podcasts and read books. It's like, readers are readers. People, the information is out there. We have more information out there now than ever in the world, but it's overload. There's so much information that, and there's so much white noise that people don't know where to start. And people, they do have that paralysis from analysis, but they also have 
like when they get overwhelmed, they just end up doing nothing. Nothing. We, yep. Yeah. So you have to be worried about that. Or we have this, you know, psychological thing where it's like, you know, you see someone getting attacked. And no one calls 911 because they think someone else did it. So we're always mm. passing the buck. Someone else did it. Something else happened. Or people who are like someday aisle, but they never get off that island. You know, it's like, it's got to be today. Today is the day. So I, I think do it clunky. No one starts. It is amazing at the beginning. You know, Jim Rohn said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Mm-hmm. Look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, billion dollar franchise with, with Jordan, with Nike. He didn't want right. to do that. He wasn't. A, and then, and then from there, he wasn't accepted into, you know, his junior varsity team. He could, mm-hmm. We could have never even heard of him. If right. He was like, now the end of the story. So it's like, you're not going to probably be the best and greatest. And your first product, probably not the best. I mean, you know, look at Intel. Intel became like a game changer in these small chips. They used to make other stuff. Mm-hmm. Fuji Films, film went out of business. Now they're in like beauty. They took all the technology of how they treat film and keep it from anti-aging and they turned that into skincare. And they made, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's like, you have to constantly be on this evolution. And just because of what you're doing today, there's like industries that didn't exist 10 years ago. There's a whole crop of them that will be here 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like you want to build up the soft skills and the hard skills, but also know that like there are lots of different moves laterally, up the chain. But the main thing is that you need to evaluate when you're climbing that ladder for success that you have the balance for the self-care and other stuff. But also, is my ladder on the right building? You know, you can climb and climb and climb, but ultimately, you know, you may be living somebody else's dream. That's what happened to me when I was a kid. My aunt wanted to be a doctor. So then, you know, I graduated early and I was set up to go to pre-med. And then right at the last minute, I decided to do music. I was like, this was never my dream. In the same way, in the beginning, in the beginning of the book, I talk about being on American Idol and I got kicked out. And then when I got kicked out, it was like, well, that's it. Or pivot change. I never wanted to run reality TV. I just wanted to do music. That was one vehicle. But not any. Look at Jennifer Hudson. She got kicked off, you know, at number five. And she's an EGOT now. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. You can't do better than that. You can't <laughs> let somebody, you know, write your epitaph. You are the mm-hmm. master of your own fate and the captain of your own ship. You get to determine and decide what you want to do. Well, as much as it within your power. Do as much as you can to change. Just again, with those tiny habits, those incremental things, things that are lifestyle that you can do and blend it in. You know, I tell people, underwhelm yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself. You know, start small. Go to the gym, do 15 minutes a day. They'll say, well, I have to do an hour because you do it once. And then, you know, once you don't do it correctly in succession, you just quit. That's what we've learned. So like, no, no, five minutes, 10 minutes, build it up slow. And then eventually it becomes a habit. And then it's a routine. Yeah. And I agree 110%. You know, I think too often in life I was... I would do that, what you just talked about, which is, okay, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and I'm going to do this and do that. And then by day three, it was like, okay, I missed that day because of this or that. And it's like the whole thing just kind of would fall apart where now it's more, hey, what do I need to do today? Just even if it's just send one email, make one phone call, send one text, what gets this project just to the next step, right? Not, Not to the end of the road, but like today I was like, hey, what can I do? I'm working on a project right now. And I was like, what can I do? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go print this. Uh, legal document and hard copy so I can sit down and edit it because I've been putting off editing it for like three weeks now. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to print it out. So my micro step and ultimately this little thing that I did today leads to the way I create things in business. It leads to a significant thing in my life. But the step was literally just going to the copy center and copying off 60 pages of the legal document. 
for me to read today. And that was the little bar I had. And so I felt successful then, right? And through that, then it's like, okay, well, maybe I can edit 10 pages a day or five pages a day or, or you know, maybe I'll get inspired and sit down and edit the whole thing. But those small incremental goals versus, again, thinking that I have to win the Oscar on my first try, right? Or win the Tony Award on my first try. I mean, stuff like that happens and, and that's great. Uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday that his wife has a successful YouTube channel. And so we were talking, I was talking to him and he said, yeah, it took her 20 years to find her niche or niche. He said niche, I say niche, but I'm from the Midwest. And so he, he was like, uh, I said, yes, she's a 20, 20 year overnight success. Right. And that's so often what we see gets blown up on social or gets blown up in the media is people that have been doing something diligently for 10, 20 years. And then all of a sudden it's like the hockey stick turns and then all of a sudden everybody sees them, but they've been doing this for 20 years, but everybody thinks they're an overnight success, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. They've been grinding, right? They've been grinding. They put in their 10,000 hours, you know, from uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book. They put in the 10,000 hours. We just don't see it until they get to the point where they're, you know, nationally known or an internet mm -hmm. sensation or whatever. And then, you know, and then there's other people that just seemingly blow up overnight because they get some love on social media, but then a lot of times they burn out too. You, they come and they go, right? They can, it's a flash in the pan. Sure. Yeah. And see, when you're working on those 10,000 hours, it's like, how do I get to the first hour, the first 10 hours, 100 right. hours? Nobody starts out thinking, let me do 10,000 hours. <laughs> not, it doesn't even sound fun. <laughs> it's, it's just not a thing. And the thing is, it's like, you do it because you're passionate and you love it. If there's something that you love to do, you love to dance, you love to sing, whatever it is, you will do it no matter what. You will do it without even consciously thinking it. You'll be walking and you'll start humming or whatever. It's just a part of you or thinking about business, you know, reading business magazines and periodicals and newspapers. And you'll just gravitate to it. It's just like, oh, you switched over to hybrid. Now you're driving a Prius. And now it's like you see Prius all the time. It's like, well, they were always there. Now you just <laughs> right. have a hyper awareness because you're on that wavelength of looking out for this thing because it's resonated with you. And something that I don't talk about in the book, but I think are relevant, especially as we get older, is identity. Mm -hmm. I think how you see yourself, because that's why people are like, well, you're kind of like a Renaissance person. It's like, I, I don't see myself that way. I see myself as a person who, who wants to be useful mm -hmm. as long as I'm here. And so I just go with curiosity to the next thing. So I'm working on a jazz record now. I had never done a jazz record coming out in March. But I love, I love jazz. And I was like, hey, yeah. let's do that. Someone was like, you should do that. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's figure out what that is. Find a different arranger. Let's work on some stuff. I mean, it's more complex music, but it's like every project, like I had set up, I wanted to do 10 albums in 10 years. And I did that from 2013 to 2022. And now we, you know, we have three other projects in the can. But I, I didn't know how I was going to do the first album when I made that. And I definitely didn't know some of the albums in there were going to happen at all. It's like those things kind of changed. But let's say I lost my voice and I couldn't sing anymore. I would still play piano and I would still have me. But even if I left music and I was like, I'm only doing books, I'm only doing public speaking or whatever. My identity really doesn't change. It's not like, oh, you're no, you're no longer a musician. I was like, but I'm still me at the core. You know, it's like and people are allowed to change. You look at, Colonel Sanders, like after 65, he created KFC and like, right. he was like, I don't like when I get in social security. And he had done lots of different businesses. And so it's like, you know, was he fried chicken guy his whole life? Probably not. But then he was that guy. So I think identity is great to a certain extent, but 
let's say you get laid off or you retire, you are more than just that one thing, you know, and don't, don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed to that. At the same time, I think we really have to start thinking about our lives and death as it comes to legacy. What do you want to leave behind? Um, not necessarily work product, but it's like, you know, I want that book and that album and stuff out there for generations later. There's so many artists I listen to that are dead, but I still enjoy them, you know, and we have that technology to be able to capture that. We didn't always have that. We had it in written form and, you know, it always changes, but whether you are creating businesses, there's so many businesses that are started by founders and now their family is carrying it on. You know, you're going to plant the seed for a tree you might not live under, you know, but the society can benefit from that. So it's like with time and this relationship, you know, it's like sometimes we underestimate what we can do. Sometimes we overestimate what we can do. We got to find that sweet spot. But those little tiny habits, it's like compound interest. It's like it builds up exponentially more than what you could do. And as you add other people, other dreamers into there, because there is no big dream that you're going to it's not going to be scary and also not going to involve a team. There is no self-made person. I talk about no. it all the time. I like people say, oh, Rihanna or the Kardashian, they're all self-made female. I say, look, who bought their crap? Who spent <laughs> the money on this? Did they, did they somehow wake up with a billion dollars and, and then spend it on their business? No. So you had to have somebody help you sometimes. And I think it's a marketing thing. It sounds nice. Ultimately, it's like we're not an island. You need to right. get out there and you need to connect with people, whether that's mentors, whether that's customers, whether that's friends, family, whoever. And the thing is, like, once you share your dream, you look at Walt Disney when he was creating Snow White and mm -hmm. they thought that was like Walt's folly at the time. They were like, if you make an animated feature, nobody's going to watch a long feature cartoon. He was such a genius. He told the whole story to his staff doing all the voices and everything before it was even a movie. And it came out the way he wanted. And when it won the Oscar, they gave them one Oscar with seven dwarfed Oscars. It was the whole thing. <laughs> then he built you know, Disneyland from that mm -hmm. money and, and the studios and stuff. And so again, like a lot of people are not going to see your vision and understand, but the people that do, it's like you either have a dream and make a plan or you work for somebody else who did. That's it. So it's mm -hmm. like, you have to decide who you want to be. And, and it's fine to be either way. But when you're building that team, a big dream that's exciting, you know, it's like, let's get a man on the moon. They got the brightest minds on that. We need a COVID vaccine. They got the brightest minds on that. It's like, how do we make a vaccine in a fraction of the time? You know, but at the same time, overnight sensation. They've been working on that technology a long time. We just hadn't heard about it. So right. it's like a whole, it's a whole ecosystem. But I feel like, you know, just try to do a little bit better every day. Just do something that moves the needle a little bit forward and you're going to be still better off than probably 90% of the world. 90% of the world not even thinking about that. People are just focusing on surviving. And so Charles Darwin, like, yeah, survival of the fittest. That's great to live. You know, there, I heard someone say, they're like, you can't spend too much time trying to make a living where you didn't spend any time making your life. There has to be a balance there, but ultimately surviving will get you only so far. Hopefully people can get past that to thriving. The, all those like hierarchy of needs to get there, it's hard. Not everybody yeah. will get there. Like sometimes we don't get, we don't get off basic level, but I want people to get off basic level and to do that. It's just how do I make little notches, you know? Right. And you know, I think anybody listening to this type of podcast is the type of person who wants to make that progress because otherwise they're not spending this time to improve 
to do something different. And, you know, that's why I do these podcasts every week is really to inspire people to live a brighter, more vibrant life. That's the name, Bright Vibe. But ultimately, it comes back to what we've been talking about and what you've just touched on again, which is just taking that next step, whatever that is for you. And then I think a lot of times just knowing that failure in the moment isn't a sign of failure long term. It's just like like Edison and the light bulb. And that's, you know, that that's cliche now and been overused so many times. But ultimately, each time you fail, it's just one more way that it doesn't work that you've discovered. So you can try something different. I tried to invent this thing and it didn't work. The first time I used it, so I'm just going to quit. And it's like, well, no, success never works that way. It's the, I'm trying it, tweaking it, trying it, tweaking it, going to customer base, reaching out, seeing if people want this thing or not want this thing. How can I package it in a way that makes sense? You know, a lot of times it's it's just marketing. It's the way we talk about the product or it's the way we, people address something. It's like one way it didn't work. You know, authors do this with books, right? You, you talked about yourself having different titles. Okay, this title didn't do well at all. And this title people loved and right. And it's the same book, right? And sometimes I know that they take books and they literally market them. They're the same book. They just put different titles. People resonate with that title more. Right. And so, yeah, I think it's just a matter of, you know, what's the next step in whatever part of your path you're on, whether it's, you know, you have a goal to lose weight or make more money or have better relationships or do a side hustle, whatever that is, you just got to not think of the 10 things, what's the next one thing or two things or three things that, that are easy that you know you can do till you start to build that momentum. You put the training wheels on the bike so that you can learn how to ride the bike first, do the pedals before you take the training wheels off, put the training wheels on the bike and start pedaling, right? And just get down the road a little bit before it's like, oh, I failed there. You know, I have had a string of businesses that didn't do very well in the last three years because of just the whole world stuff. And there's some days I beat myself up about that, right? There's some days I'm like, God, do I really know anything? Am I just a failure? And then I'm like, but wait a second, this was successful. And this, you know, the 25 years before that, I had a lot of wins, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so kind of back to what you were talking about earlier. Okay, what's my 10,000 hours in? What am I, what do I have the 10,000 hours in? And then what can I do with that? Maybe in a new way or in a different way or a more impactful way or a more purposeful way, but still using, you know, I believe God creates us all with certain gifts and certain uh, desires that is put on our heart, put in our soul. And for me lately, it's been, am I fighting that which I am and just start using the gifts and the talents that I've been given. And then I'll be shown why that's more purposeful versus waiting for some aha inspiring moment where the clouds open and I get struck by lightning. And it's like, basically God would say, well, just do what I've already been telling you to do. <laughs> I built you this way for a reason. Now actually just do that thing <laughs> versus right where I'm going. But is that good enough? Is, you know, is that purposeful? Is that helping enough? It was like, no, 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 no. I'm skipping to the last step. Just do the next step, Matt. Don't overthink it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, we all have those struggles, but at least you're asking yourself the right questions. You know, when you talked about before having like an ignorance, like you look at a baby, taking baby steps, learning to walk. The reason why they're always able to do it is because they fall down so many times, but they're not trying to get anywhere. And they had no concept that they couldn't do it. But the thing is that as we grow older and gain awareness, then that's when we start to change. And the same way we know now from Sir Ken Robinson, when you're looking at how we are educated in our school system, creativity is beaten out of us. So when you talk to kids and they're five years old in kindergarten, you say, who's creative? Who wants to say, who wants to say? Everyone raise their hand. They're all excited about everything. By the time you get to 12th grade, you got like 2% who are daring to be different. Because they can stand to be ostracized by a group. You know, we're so 
built to fit in. When I'm at Bigger Thoughts Confident, I wrote when I wasn't confident and it became, you know, almost a mainstream on Spotify. But in there, I talk about, I finally got to the point where it's like, I'm not going to shrink to fit your narrow point of view. I'm not going to be shoved into this box that I don't fit. We used to applaud that in all areas of life, that people were daring to be different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean that's great. It's just, I'd rather see someone try something and forcing a different path than everyone being the same. You know, it's like, that's not exciting. The variety is there. But now when you're talking about weight loss, I've been working on about a 40 pound weight loss this year. And oh, so wow. I've learned, yeah. So I've learned now with hustle mentality, entrepreneurship, that your body is so important, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many longevity studies, the blue zone yep. and all this stuff. Program. Yeah. yeah, but I think ultimately we take our bodies for granted. And if you want to be able to have the energy to be able to have that explosive success, then having a sharp mind is great, but the body affects them. So it's like, if you're overweight or obese or out of shape or have health issues, I mean, you know, do the best you can, but just know like, if you can get a self-discipline there, it bleeds into other areas of life, but also you're just gonna find, wow, I have so much energy. Like I can run further, I can do stuff. And it's like, when I was carrying that extra 40 pounds, I just thought it was normal. And then I look back right. at pictures and other stuff. I mean, yeah, you get you get into better clothes and that's cool. But it's more about like, wow, like I can walk this hill and not get winded. It's like I can work longer hours because I'm not tired. You know, it's like you don't realize how much of an energy drain, you know, health issues can be. So I just encourage people. It's like all the stuff that we're doing for our mind is great, but don't forsake your body. The body, you only get one body and it's super important. And even if you're getting older, it's like you can see and like apps and stuff that you track, that the healthier you get, your body is aging backwards. So it's like mm. now my metabolic age is younger than my chronological age because I've taken these little steps. So I just encourage people to, is that something I was ever attuned to or thinking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh, wow. If I had to do over again, I would have, you know, two decades ago. Right. Like, Let me get into good shape because that's going to like set a, a trajectory for the rest of the life. Yeah. It's kind of like, when is it a good time to start anything? 20 years ago and today, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I also agree with that because I've, I've decided this year to be more diligent or not this year, but we, I recently moved with our family moved to the East coast and we drove a thousand miles to move here. And on the drive out, one of my buddies was starting 75 hard and we challenged each other in a good way. And he wasn't even trying to challenge me. He was just talking about 75 hard. And of course, then a week later I had to start 75 hard because he was starting 75 hard. And I'll tell you, it's been one of the more impactful things I've done in my life because of the reasons kind of we've been talking about it just it's accountability it's and to myself right nobody i mean very few people even know i'm doing this but it's just doing consistent things every day whether i feel good or not it doesn't matter if i I, like i was sick last week with respiratory stuff and the kids were sick and it was like i still got to work out twice a day i still got to do the 45 i'll just go outside and walk for 45 minutes my wife one day was like you don't sound good yeah she goes i don't even think you should be outside i was like i don't care what i feel like i gotta go do it Unless I'm, unless I'm dying or in the hospital, this is a commitment, like on a weight loss journey or in anything on the, on the physical body side, it's just finding something that you can do and do it consistently day over day, week over week, month over month, because you will see results as long as you stick with it. I love 75 hard. It's been good for me because it's more of a mental connection with the body can also drive the way I feel because I guarantee when I have to do the thing. I didn't feel good in the morning, but by like this morning, I wasn't feeling 110%, but I knew I had to go do that hike this morning. So I did it. 
And then guess what? I felt better. And then I was more productive the rest of the day. Right? So it's kind of like I'm using the body to actually affect the mind, to affect the, the way I feel, where before it was, yeah, the body was just, I don't know, it was disconnected somehow. And now it feels very like I can use it, like I can use my car to get to uh, a, a store or a restaurant. I can use my body to get certain results in my mind and the way I feel because I'm just doing it versus thinking I don't feel good. Well, that's wham. Right. It's like if I was in a war or if I was, you know, had to save somebody's life, it wouldn't be about feeling. It would just be about doing. So just sometimes it's just do it, right? Do it and then see what the benefits are or see how you feel after. Started doing yoga. I don't love yoga, but I do really appreciate the way my mind works after yoga. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I agree. What, so I really appreciate this conversation today. Thanks for coming on. If you could distill all the wisdom you've learned through your life, you know, because you've, you've had a lot of different experiences in, in different areas, obviously very creative, but then also have this kind of business mindset with that creativity that I think is like super powerful in the world we live in now where these two worlds, you know, creativity and business seem like they're coming more and more together. If you could distill one piece of critical wisdom that you wish everybody would just get or understand or know, what would that piece of wisdom be? Oh, wow. I hope I can disseminate it to just one thing. <laughs> but the first when I heard you talking, I was going to say, know your numbers. So whether you're doing weight loss or you're uh -huh. doing business, you can't manage what you can't measure. So right. you got to be on top of that stuff. But when we talk with measurement as it relates to time, there was a person who was saying, like, I've always wanted to do, you know, this project or that, but, you know, it's going to take too much time. And then another person said to them, the time will pass either way. Right. I think that's the main thing is that the time is going to pass. Life will happen. We will live. We will die. That we know for sure uh -huh. is a constant. But you look at a tombstone, not the date, but the dash. That's how you lived your life. And that's what people are going to remember. It's very small, but like, that's the part of what you actually lived. And we can only truly live in the present. So don't take yourself too seriously. Try a lot of things. That's why people are like, oh, you do a lot of things. Yeah, I like a lot of things. I'm curious about a lot of things. And so I learned through the process. And, and for sure, I guess one main thing, if you get derailed, get back on the wagon. What you don't want to do is once you get derailed in one moment, because it's going to happen to everybody. There's going to be mm -hmm. a dead end, yep. a delay, a setback. You don't want to go back to all your bad habits, you know, like then you're just going to gain the weight. It's like, it's better to be off a day and back yep. on yep. than to be like, well, it's over. At the same time, I tell that when people, like I'll meet people that are like, oh, you know, my family was always overweight or my family always had memory issues. I was like, you know, that we can transcend our genes, right? You know, there's statistics that like you can do things to be different. You can break cycles and systemic things or whatever. It's like a mindset thing. But yeah, it's like the main thing is that Work your plan, work it every day. Know that it's a sacrifice and not everyone's going to be willing to make that daily sacrifice, but you should. And ultimately, you're going to get knocked off at some point, but just get back on as soon as possible. Don't go back to old habits or derail yourself further than you have to. Just get back on. Yep, I, I agree 110%. I got to day 32, forgot to take the picture because that's part of 75 hard. And I was like, yeah, and I fought with myself for about 10 minutes and finally went, Okay, it's day one again. And I just started over. I just started over at day one again. I could have just said, okay, I quit because I, I didn't take the picture, or I'm just going to keep going to finish the 75 because I did. But it was like, no, no, that's not part of the deal. I committed to myself. It's just day one. And so I felt not great about it, but 
what could I do? It's day one, right? You just, every day is day one, right? It's day one of the next however many days we have. So we got to stick with that. So the book is Side Hustle and Flow, 10 Principles to Live and Lead a More Productive Life in Less Time. It is available on Amazon and wherever you find your books. Um, you also have uh, music out. So certainly you can go Google you for there. And then is there any specific electronic way to stay connected to music, books, all that? Is there like one portal for all things Cliff or you go to have to go to separate things to find you? Uh, well, on social media, all of them are at Cliffish Music. So YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, you can find me there. And then if people want to email me, I'm at the radio station. So Cliff at 885FM.org or for the book Cliff at Side Hustle and Flow. Yeah, we'll get to them. Got it. Got it. Got it. But you're certainly, you just Google you and, and you show up out there. So thank you so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And you said you had some, uh, you have your jazz album coming out in March. That's correct. It's called You Show Me The Way. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you feel called to it, certainly come back on. And you could visit with us about the business of music and kind of how you could talk about the creation of the thing and the inspiration and how it kind of unfolded because it's very, you know, it's very much along the path of business or a project or taking something on, right? There was, I'm sure, the ups and downs and the ins and outs, but ultimately you produce something new that you brought to the world. So yeah, if you'd like to come back on, feel free to Come back on and we'll visit about that. Definitely. I'd love to. That'd be great. All right. Well, thank you, Cliff, for coming on today. Appreciate your time. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, B-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening.